And our final speaker of the day is Professor Koji Nakamura, who's a professor emeritus of international education at the Conan University in Japan. Um, we are delighted that Koji is a friend of Oxpeace. He has joined us on previous occasions and he's been in touch with us over the years. And what strikes me about Koji, um, he's a personal inspiration to me. He brings his intellect, his life experience, especially in Japan, and really a great deal of passion to this subject. So a true inspiration. And this is why also we wanted him to be the closing speaker for the entire day, because he's gonna encourage us because of his geography, because of where he was born, because of what he uh, essentially can appreciate in, in a more proximate way than many of us can. His message is very important to us. And uh, so, Professor Nakamura, my friend Koji, you have the floor. Thank you, Isabella. Can you hear me? Perfect. Uh, thank you, Liz, and also good, good evening, everyone. Uh, local time in Japan is now uh, nine o'clock, and you must be very hungry for lunch. Uh, I haven't had a dinner, but I'll do my best. As time is running out, uh, the topic is dilemma for education and uh, peace. My educational philosophy is cultivating humanity by universalizing the human crisis of other races, others as our own. And I have worked for peace education for nearly 47 years. And there are key concept. One is Article 9 and Japan's constitutional pacifism, which secure peace and security of Asia. This is very important. Number two, historical lesson of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, 1945, and also NPT in 1976, and also TPN double today discuss, what is some discuss, 2017 and this year. Number three, the tragedy of Fukushima nuclear weapon, nuclear power plants which has melted away in 2011, still very serious. It's not finished. It takes another 40 years to clean the water and contaminated water. Number four, the challenge of the pandemic coronavirus this year and, and last year. And these facts have global implication for our sustainable peace and human survival. And let me just review the significance of our Article 9 of the Japanese Constitution. The Constitution, Article 9, declare the Japanese people forever renounce war as a sovereign right of the nation and the threat or use of force as a means of settling international dispute. This is why this was uh, established in 1946. For the past 75 years, no Japanese self-defense forces no Japanese police officer killed any single international person. And this is our pride, very important. But the, we have uh, reality, public opinions. Uh, this is this uh, May 3rd. This is the day of the Constitution Day. 32% of Japanese people do not want to reform the Article 9 of the constitution. And 63% of those who keep the Article 9 believe that it is the most important part of the constitutional pacifism. And this is very encouraging. And I'm impressed. 80% of Japanese women do not want to reform the Article 9. This is very important. 
but still 28% want to reform the Article 9. This supported the ruling party's uh, change of constitutions. And another survey, 76% feel the Article 9 of Japanese constitution has contributed to peace and security after the World War. And also 56% believe the Article 9 prevented Japan from becoming military regime. But we have a dilemma. Uh, the former Prime Minister Abe uh, changed Japan, what is called a normal country, which can start a war. And our sitting Prime Minister Suga succeeded this policy. Number one, the Japanese army export ban, which we are very proud of since 1967 was abolished in 2014, which allowed the transfer of the military defense facilities to foreign countries. This is what is called dangerous charade from our point of view, very dangerous. Number two, the ruling party always emphasized a new interpretation of the Japanese peaceful constitution, which allowed the collective security with the US and allied nations, which goes against our constitution. Another uh, reality and also dilemma is that despite the fact many Hibakusha and Rari in the Hiroshima city calling on Japan's government to join the TPN double and all intellectuals and educators supported, but Japan will not join TPN double. The government spokesman said clearly because we are under the umbrella by the USA uh, in terms of the deterrent power. And the point is number four, the former secretary general of LDP, our lead, leading uh, ruling parties, he is very conservative and also a very right-wing person. However, he said, Japan should maintain Article 9 of the Japanese constitution by all means, because he participated in the Asian Pacific War and experienced the atrocity and tragedy of the war and he died. Okay, the Peace Studies Symposium is very important, which was uh, sponsored by the Hiroshima city and Hiroshima uh, prefecture and Board of Education. Every year they hold the symposium for the public school teachers and many teachers came here and also they held the symposium in Kobe, Tokyo, Osaka, Yokohama and teachers study and train to take their student to the Hiroshima Nagasaki. School excursion is very important. Almost all Japanese public st uh, school students, elementary school, junior high school, go to Hiroshima or Nagasaki. And last year, 2,488 elementary schools visited and also in the course of uh, peace studies, 900, nearly 1,000 junior high schools also visited Hiroshima. One of the very good junior high school in Kobe visited Hiroshima, all senior students, and they declared peace declaration by themselves. And they sang the peace for song, peaceful song for the citizens. Also, piano, which survived after uh, Hiroshima bombing, uh, we had a recital in 
Asia in Hyogo Prefecture. And Hibakusha, uh, the survivor of the bombing, gave a lecture. And all uh, many, many students listen. And this is very important activities. Then what is a dilemma in public schools? Uh, to the atomic bombing records into the past, average age of the survivor is now 83. It's very difficult to listen directly. And teachers who lead peace education efforts were born after the war. I'm a baby boomers, and my teacher always said, no war, no weapons, no nuclear weapons every day. So automatically, we have reaction to avoid the war. But young people today uh, depend on their education. The problem is the classes for peace and human rights education, which used to have once in a week, has cut off and decreased by academic pressure with the numerical goals, efficiency, profitability uh, encouraged by the government. And this is very serious. But uh, Hiroshima Peace Culture Foundation encouraged Nagasaki Peace Study course uh, and many universities is now uh, taking advantage of this uh, programs. And we are very proud of Hiroshima City University, which has Institute for Peace. And also Hiroshima University, National University has a doctor course, graduate school for peace studies like Oxford. In my class, I have taught my student teacher to make a presentation about Hiroshima and also nuclear weapons and the nuclear test. By making presentations, student awareness become much more powerful and they will flower the peace for public schools after graduation. And according to my research, about 89% of my students support Article 9. And the question is, should we export weapons? Fortunately, about 70% of our students disagree, do not export weapons. But recently, because North Korea's threat and also Japanese government propaganda, 43.2% agree to strengthen Japan's defense. This is very serious. So we have a contradiction and dilemma. But we have a wonderful uh, grape of the fires. Uh, this was fire fries made by Ghibli series, animated film for peace. And also Peace Note and every school in Hiroshima has a library for peace. And as a professor of the Japan International Cooperation Agency, I invited many uh, professors and young researchers and doctors and with the peace studies. And I'm very much impressed by the young people from Asia. They study very hard the peace and the Japanese constitution. And this is a, for my journal uh, and their attitude is wonderful. That's why among the uh, JICA students, participants, they are adults. 93% uh, agree Article 9 of the Japanese Constitution. We don't have to change this. We have a pillar of the peace. Uh, number one is three non-nuclear principles. We cannot manufacture, we cannot possess, we cannot introduce, we cannot sell nuclear weapons to other countries. 
and Tokyo's compliance with the NPT. But we have a contradiction. Tokyo reliance on the US extended nuclear. Uh, then Kobe City, my city has a nuclear weapons free port since 1975, which is very important. My suggestion is in European people, you have OSCE, Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe. This is very important to prevent war, which should be applied in ASEAN nations in Southeast Asia. Good news, I'm going to finish very quickly. Uh, last month, uh, three LDP, ruling party, lost their seats because uh, of the uh, makeup uh, election. And the Constitutional Democratic Party, the major uh, opposition party, got three seats. This is good news. Now, the, the principle is the, what is the intellectuals? We intellectuals, the task should be explicitly to universalize the crisis, to give greater human scope to what a particular race or nation suffered, and to associate that experience with the suffering of others. As Edward Said said, uh, 19, 1993. That's why uh, President Obama came to Hiroshima. We are very much impressed. And he held a very emotional embrace with uh, Hibakusha nuclear survivors. And we have a morning uh, light. She is the Under Secretary General of United Nations and she gave a lectures for young people and for people in Japan. Young people in Hiroshima Nagasaki is now creating the virtual visit to Hiroshima Nagasaki Peace Museum from all over the world. This is very important. But she is anticipate nuclear war could happen in East Asia here or Middle East, no winners. And Japan should be observer. We are supporting this idea in this UN nuclear abolition. We have a fantastic materials for peace, especially mother's prayer. All my students, graduate students and undergraduate cried after watching this one. And this really increased the awareness, even the many American exchange students, those who believe it was right to use nuclear weapons, but they changed, they transformed their awareness. And also BBC has many, many good ones. Okay, so Edward Said said, you cannot deal with others without a profound knowledge of the culture, society, and force never works because we cannot destroy the widow people. This is very true. I was a member of Comparative International Education Society before George Bush order to attack Iraq, we wrote the petition and asked not to attack Iraq, but they, together with Tony Blair, they started war. Now the result is many terrorists in Middle East. So my suggestion, final suggestion is, I know North Korea develop uh, nuclear weapons and they threat, but we know 2 million North Korean people are now dying of hunger, famine this year. So humanitarian support to North Korea is very important, more important rather than sanction and con 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 uh, containment policy. This is my suggestion. In conclusion, 
the voice of no, no more Hiroshima, no more Nagasaki, and no more Fukushima should not be silenced. There should be global resonance of these voices for the sake of human survival. When I was a junior high school student, we learned this word, finally. Dr. King, Martin Luther King said, we must learn to live together as a brother and sisters, or we will perish together as a fool. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Koji, Professor Nakamura, for those comments. I was struck, of course, also the generational shift. We talked about it in a slightly different context in the earlier exchange, but here you're also contending with a generational shift. I really appreciated the experiential aspects of learning, the visits to Hiroshima, the listening to the piano that survived the bombing, the incredible new materials that are being prepared. Um, it's really very, very impressive. And the testimony of survivors and so forth. And then finally, a note that in, in two different ways you mentioned, one was empathy. I mean, you saw the empathy literally between world leaders and the difference that that could make in contributing to understanding. And then the very final quotations are really about solidarity, which aside from a personal relationship on a global scale to really feel mm -hmm. that we have much in common with everyone else all around the world and that we all must take care of one another. So thank you for the uh, very unique overview that really only you could bring to us and it'll give us much more reflection. I am extremely mindful of the time. I have one question that actually appeared from an earlier session, which I'd like to pose to the panelists from this one, one minute each, um, and Liz is a pretty good timekeeper, and then we'll turn to Liz for closing comments and any more uh, few minutes we might have for additional uh, observations about the day. Um, the question that came in had to do with, what about the creative and spiritual and emotional elements of our shared humanity? How could this help better inform the peace dialogue uh, and the dialogue about nuclear weapons and what difference might that make? So I'm gonna begin in the order that we presented. So first, uh, Jeremy for one moment, a minute of observations and then Jamie and then finally Koji and then Koji, you can hand off to your friend, Liz. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I, I think the school curriculum has to be reformed for us to be able to better face the challenges that face humanity. And actually, I did a little bit of personal investigation through my family, and I have some relations in Berlin. And these students have had quite a good education in this subject through a variety of subjects. Physics, where they studied the actual mechanism of, of nuclear fission and fusion. In literature, they studied a play about the uh, development of nuclear weapons. Uh, and in... Uh, uh, in German, I think, uh, or in history, they were studying the politics. But, but, but clearly, this is a subject that could be in a range of different, different contexts. I'm quite encouraged by the fact that religious studies tackles this issue. It just probably doesn't have enough time on the, on the knowledge feature. Uh, but uh, an American uh, teacher who I contacted in this research said that she always reads um, uh, 10 days, the, the John Hersey book on Hiroshima and has an incredible, as literature. So that's in a literature course. So I think we, we can spread the knowledge of this through a range of subjects. Thank you, that's a wonderful multidisciplinary insight, which is something that is core to also how Oxpeace approaches everything it does. Jamie. Thanks so much for this question. So I'll just point out that I think a key aspect of 
you know, leading towards this discussion and eventual ratification of the, the TPNW were these conferences on the humanitarian impacts of nuclear weapons issues. So to kind of zoom out from that, I think what often unfortunately is missing from the nuclear dialogue is you know, the reality check of what we're talking about are massively destructive weapons, right? And I think it's something that we as nuclear scholars in particular and as, as peace scholars need to constantly be reminding ourselves of, right? You know, at the end of the day, these are weapons that could have massive global destructive impact. Um, and so I think regardless of which side of this conversation you fall into, whether you fall into, you know, a firm disarmament position or you still believe that, you know, nuclear weapons do serve a, an effective deterrent purpose, I think it is critical that you address that from this humanitarian aspect, right? And so, you know, I think that the, star, the disarmament side of things does that really well and effective, and it resonates quite a bit with public, with the public. Um, and I think there's much more room for opportunity for those on kind of the deterrent side of the spectrum to discuss how, you know, from their perspective, uh, being having nuclear weapons and maintaining these arsenals helps prevent, you know, these massive conflicts that, you know, defined a generation, right? Um, and so that's something I think that Scott Sagan has spoken about how deterrence advocates need to address this side of the conversation as well. And, you know, nuclear scholars as a whole should be keeping that in mind. Thank you so much, Jamie. And, and your comments also brought to mind the power of the imagination, focusing on the positive vision, but also you reminded that the imagination can also appreciate the destructive vision of what we're dealing with here. And in some sense, those two forces are in tension. Thank you. And finally, Koji. Uh, briefly, uh, family education and public school, school education. For example, uh, President Truman, uh, who ordered to use uh, nuclear weapons. However, his grandchild uh, read the uh, uh, atomic bomb poetries and he found the uh, picture stories and he read the uh, such kind of peaceful stories and poetry for children. And that's why human change. And another thing is the school education. We teachers are not only teaching facts, but also we are activists. This is very important. We are not the machines, but we must be very careful. The government try to control. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you, Koji. And Liz, thank you very much. And uh, leaving it to Liz for our concluding remarks and thanks. Well, it falls to me to say uh, a very warm thank you to everybody who has uh, made this conference happen this morning. Thank you from all of us to all of you speakers and hosts and to Marilena who has um, kept us all together as Zoom host in the background. Thank you, Marilena. So a greeting of peace from Oxford and I think from all of us to all of us. And may we use the information that we've learned this morning to take us forward to inform others to inform our own action as part of civil society and may the world come to a better more sensible more empathetic place on this and other subjects of peace and conflict 
So thank you very much. That ends the conference formally. <laughs>